is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I am Lauren Romo. With me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. What up? What's going on, Ange? Man, I am chillin'. <laughs> chillaxin. Chillaxin? I like it. Do people like say it. that anymore? I don't think so. Yeah, we'll bring it back, 90s okay. style. I like it. That is nice. We'll throw it back. We'll I've been dressing back. kind of 90s lately, I've noticed. It's been, yeah? Yeah, kind of odd. Nice. Baggier <laughs> clothes, you know? <laughs> Style always comes back, cause style always comes back. <laughs> it's not retro anymore. Maybe if it's coming back, I like it. Uh, I, <laughs> all right, this is your first time listening to us. Welcome. We are Star Wars podcast that discuss anything and everything within that galaxy, far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. We talk about it, Andrea. Yo, uh, we actually have some news to talk about this week. It's been a little crazy on the news front. Yeah, it's kind of been a good, like, solid week of news. Uh, you know, some some juicy stuff, some kind of sad news. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about it. Let's jump in. Um, well, let's start with the sad news. Um, obviously, StarWars.com has officially said, oh, on StarWars.com, uh, they have officially announced that Celebration 2020. Has been canceled. Mm. So uh, looks like obviously Anaheim was the location for 2020. Um, and in their letter to the uh, to everybody, which if you go to StarWars.com, you can read all of that. Uh, but basically, they're saying that because of uh, the situation we're in with COVID and everything like that, they thought it was best to uh, cancel this year. Um, but they did say that Celebration will return to Anaheim on August 18th through the 21st of 2022. Ooh. So they're skipping a year. There's the catch. Going to 2022. Yeah, there is the, the catch. Um, honestly, like I said, if you, if you did buy tickets, um, they have a ton of information, um, StarWars.com, or if you go to StarWarsCelebration.com, um, about ticket transfers, refunds, all that stuff, guys. So they, they really did a good job as far as showing you what to do and the links to do that. Uh, so Andrea, quick thoughts, celebration being canceled. Um, you know, kind of expected it, but what do you think? Yeah. Uh, sad, but necessary. I think we all understand now, of course, us working or working, living in Michigan, uh, it was pretty serious around here for a while. And we've done a really mm-hmm. extreme stuff to flatten the curve. Um, so yep. I, I completely appreciate anyone that takes uh, the situation seriously and takes precautions. Yeah. And it was uh, pretty expected. Uh, it's a bummer that it got pushed to 2022. I know there's a little speculation that maybe they might be doing kind of like a volley with one year D23, one year celebration. That's kind of the speculation right now. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll have to see with that. Uh, but yeah, just uh, different times right now. And we just got to live a little bit differently. And I don't ever think we'll ever go back to the new norm, but or the old norm, there'll be a new norm. 
But I'm hoping that they start releasing some things maybe virtually or have some sort of panels virtually because I think there was some pretty good information that they were going to be showing us uh, this year with Mando Season 2 and maybe a little bit of information of uh, Project Luminous and all of that. So, yeah, agreed. Um, So kind of like you were saying, um, Lacey from uh, the Resistance Broadcast, uh, I remember she tweeted about kind of what you said, too, about maybe d23 they'll go every other year i don't know be mad at it uh it'd be kind of cool because then you know they can focus on you know disney as a whole can focus on d23 one year celebration one year um but you know you could see i could see maybe after 2022 maybe they do go every year i mean because that was for for a little bit of time celebration was every year and then after 2017 they skipped a year when 2019 and then obviously they were going to do it this year, but they're obviously skipping 20, uh, 2021 in this year. And then they're going to 2022, which again, like you were saying, makes sense with what we're dealing with. Um, you know, it, it probably smart to even if they wanted to do next year, it probably makes sense to wait a year because obviously we still don't know what's going to happen in a year. So, I mean, it makes sense for them to kind of just uh, get to 2022. Maybe we're in a different easier new normal like you said Ange, and uh maybe we'll maybe it'll be a lot better for everybody but uh hopefully hopefully 2022 you and i oh we'll be there let's we cross our fingers there. let's uh start saving our money <laughs> right now saving the monies <laughs> start saving those dollar bills because we will try to get that'd be fun if we can get to anaheim and do maybe some podcasting stuff obviously and uh, just to go obviously it just has fans really uh, yeah I know it would be your first time and I know you would love it. So I, I hope that we, you and I get to go there and in any capacity and be, it'd be a lot of fun. So, but yeah, bummer, bummer, but it's okay. I mean, it makes sense. Like you said, they had to do it for sure. They had to do it. Um, Okay. So let's move on to some other news, some good, some exciting news. Um, So on Monday, the, what was it? The 15th, uh, they announced and released the upcoming Star Wars video game Squadron, Star Wars Squadron. Uh, and they released a trailer and it looks pretty cool. Looks dope. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'm a t- I'm terrible at flying. Mm-hmm. Um, I play Battlefront 2. Uh, and yeah, I'm horrible, horrible at flying. <laughs> but this is tough, cool. man. Yeah, they, it is. It really is. Mm-hmm. This looks fun, though. Um, trailer was cool, like you're saying. I like how they showed, um, you know, the the Rebellion and the Empire. Looks to be from um, what everybody's saying is that this is going to take place uh, after the Endor. So this seems like to be in that. Um, yeah, Revenge, post, post Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Seems to be Return of the Jedi-ish era. Um, again, the gameplay looks, looks great. I mean, it looks cool. Like the, um, seems to be that maybe, um, we'll probably start learning more as details uh, come out, but it looks like maybe you can play possibly as a, you know, empire or rebellion. Um, they are saying that there will be like a single game player. So there Mm -hmm. is going to be like a story mode. So that's going to be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and fun stuff that I've seen the trailer that you, that we see. You see Harris and Dula yep. in one of the shots, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I hope you can play as Hera. Like, just, I don't even know how, but I would love it. And if you get to fly the ghost, that would be even better. But right. I digress. 
Um, so, and then you see a bunch of familiar alien, um, aliens in the rebellion, uh, as well. Then obviously you see the empire and TIE fighters. So looks like a cool game. I'm excited. Um, looks to be, um, as I'm reading, uh, they are, comes out on October 2nd, uh, mm-hmm. for obviously all your PlayStation, PlayStation, Xbox and PCs. Uh, and it looks like it's only $40 right now. So kind of a decent price for a video game. Uh, Andrea, your thoughts on this video game? Uh, looks super sweet. I did hear also that you can play as either Rebellion or Empire. Uh, and then there's also like a multiplayer mode where you can kind of just dogfight until uh, mm-hmm. your little heart's content. And yeah, uh, flying games are difficult. So. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Very. So we'll have to see uh, how this pans out. Maybe the controls will be a little bit more different. Uh, maybe. I don't know. They are hard, <laughs> dude. They're ridiculously hard. They really are. Like, yeah. I remember um, this is going to be throw old school real quick, but Star Fox was one of my favorite yep. uh, Nintendo games. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you did. You, did, you, did you play that one yeah. when we were younger? Yeah. 64. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um. I was terrible at that, and I'm still terrible at flying games. Like you're saying, the controls is hard. Like it's it's hard. It's it's not easy. But I think this will be a lot of. I, this looks like a lot of fun though, and I think um, people of the old. I think was it Rogue Squadron video game. I think was the older one. Uh, a lot of people are excited that they're kind of maybe bringing uh, you know bringing that type of game back for the masses. So uh, any other, any other, anything else that kind of um, jumped out at you when you watch the trailer or anything? I love how the trailer has a little bit of throwback in there. Like you see Wedge and also seeing Hera and all that stuff. Yeah. Wedge, gets, yeah. yeah everybody gets excited when they see things like that. Um, you know, graphics mm-hmm. look great. Uh, I don't know if any of that stuff that we did see was gameplay or if that was just all like game scenes or whatever they call it. Yeah, I don't know. Scenes, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We we don't think we've seen official gameplay yet. Yeah. So um, I will make my son play it so I can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> or we could just watch the uh, scene cuts that eventually will come out on YouTube too yeah. as well. Oh, I did uh, hear that it's going to be VR for uh, PS5 or PS4, PS4, oh, which yeah, I think is pretty I mean. sweet. That would be pretty dope. VR. Nice. VR would be cool. That would be cool to then like actually feel like you're in the cockpit with like, oh, yeah, that would be cool. I would have that to would like cool. I would have to like make up call signs like I would jump to like Maverick and Goose. Iceman <laughs> Slider. Iceman Slider. Really? Now you're talking Chad, our friend Chad, my friend I Chad. I love Top Gun. Top Gun. Oh. You're, you're singing his praise now. So I really want to see Maverick. <laughs> eh, we'll come up. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. Uh, but yeah, it looks cool. Um, excited. Uh, should be fun to play. And yeah, I mean, another Star Wars video game can't hurt. <laughs> can't hurt at all. I'm ready all for right, some so- Lego Star Wars, though. Oh, yeah. Well, that comes out December. I can't remember that. That one's coming out this year. So far away. Yeah, I know. I pre-ordered that on um, my Switch. I'm excited. Yeah. For the new. Yeah, I'm excited for that game. 
Okay, uh, let's move on to the next kind of bit of news. So StarWars.com, again, the mothership, uh, recently released an article saying that Empire at 40, uh, from a certain point of view, if you guys aren't familiar, there was a book that came out last year, I believe, or the year before. I'm switching my years up, so I apologize. But uh, from a certain point of view, came out and it was different. Uh, 40 different stories within A New Hope and from different characters' point of view uh, from uh, in a new, you know, in the New Hope movie era. Um, So now they are doing, from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Again, 40 stories from 40 different authors, um, really stacked as usual. Um, Some of the same... uh, same authors we 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 have come to accustomed to. You have Jason Fry, you have Delia Dawson, you have Amy Radcliffe, you have Scott uh, Kevin Scott, um, you have I'm looking at the names E K Johnson. Um, so you got some you know talent obviously, but a lot of new uh, new up and comer writers, which is really really exciting. Um, so this comes out. They say when this comes out November. So it comes out uh, November 10th. Uh, you can pre-order it now if you want. Uh, but should be a lot of fun. Um, some of the stories that they've uh, described uh, is one by Austin Walker. That's going to be the partnership of Bounty Hunters uh, Dengar and IG-88 nice. as they pursue Han Solo. So that's going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Hank Green chronicles the life of a naturalist caring for Tauntauns on the frozen world of Hoth. <laughs> that will be fun. <laughs> uh, Tracy Dion uh, delves into the dark heart of the Dagobah cave where Luke confronts a terrifying vision. That intrigues me a lot. Yeah. Uh, next is Martha Wells reveals the world of the Ugnot clans who dwell in the depths of Cloud City. That should mm. be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark O'Sorio. Okay. I'm sorry, Mark. I probably mispronounced your name so terribly. Uh, he recounts the Wampa's tragic tale of loss and survival. That will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then Seth Dickinson in Tiergates, Acosta is serving a ruthless empire aboard the bridge of a doomed empire, imperial, doomed imperial starship. Um, so those are just some of the stories that will be coming out. So um, very excited. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Andrea, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm excited for that too. I mean, you know, we've talked about uh, how important the Empire Strikes Back is to us. So to get any more information within that um, movie is so fun. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. You know, I never read um, From a Certain Point of View for New Hope. I haven't read that yet. Oh, you should read it. It's fun. It's, it's got yeah. some cool stories. So this will, I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with this one for sure. Yeah, I got it. It's on my list. I have a big list. <laughs> <laughs> the book list. Ever, my ever reading so list is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, my God. I read two books at once. Oh, wow. It was a bad idea. <laughs> I kept thinking like, I kept thinking like, well, I could watch two, you know, you can watch two different shows at once. So why not try and read two different books? I read Thrawn Alliance and um, The Rule of Two at the same time. And it just was, it was rough. (laughs) Not that it was rough. It was rough in my mind. I got confused a couple of times. I don't even know how you can do that. But what sucks is because like Thrawn Alliance like goes back and forth in between two different like timelines, you know? So I was Mm -hmm. like... Which is a great book, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were. They both were great, but yeah. <sighs> Man, um, these are my any... these are my problems, folks. They're not that bad. <laughs> first world problems. First yeah. world problems. 
Um, any, maybe any story or character from Empire Strikes Back that you're like, man, I hope they, maybe there's a little story about them. I the only one that I, yeah, I go ahead, for some that? more Cloud City. Um, honestly, I, you think the guy that runs with the ice cream maker will be I in was there? just thinking that if they don't <laughs> do a story with him, they have totally missed opportunity. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think it would be. I mean, anything on Hoth would be kind of cool. Like the Wampa, that would be funny and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, and you know what would be really funny is if you get, I don't know how, I don't know if they would do this or this is even possible, but like the Falcon and how, you know, obviously we know that it has many different uh, computers or whatever. Yeah, running L3. Yeah. L3. What if we got like a story, like some type of story from the Falcon and what they were noticing as they were jumping, as they were flying through the asteroid or something. I don't know. Something stupid like that. I think that'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Bounty Hunter one is cool. I, that was, that's going to be a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of any other back, like a background character um, that we could see in, in an empire. But yeah, like you said, I think Cloud City, anything in Cloud City would be fun. It would be fun. What about you? Any, anything that you wouldn't mind seeing out of this book, uh, a story being told? Man, if something like, uh, I know they talked about the Dagobah cave, but anything on Dagobah really just um, Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. even something like observing Yoda in some way possible would be dope. Yeah, like the snake, like a snake or something. Yeah. (laughs) Like a snake on the tree. (laughs) That'd be cool. That would be kind of cool. So who knows? But I think the, uh, you know, the little choices that they've made already are great. The Ugnats, I think that's awesome. Yeah, the Ugnats will be fun. That'll be a good one to see. So, um, but yeah, uh, coming out November 10th. So that will be a fun book uh, for Star Wars fans to grab. And yeah, 40 different authors. I mean, it was cool that the first one was cool too. Again, all those stories. So this one, like you're saying, you and I being both Empire Strike Backs fans, this will be a good fun read for sure. Just all the different little stories that we'll get. So absolutely. Okay, so we kind of got two, uh, the next two stories I'm kind of going to merge because uh, they kind of coincide with uh, with each other. So the first story is um, a rumor. We'll, we'll stress that. Rumor, 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 rumor. Um, according to LRM Online. Okay, so again, rumor, people, rumor. <laughs> But this is, I liked, I wanted, and you and I talked about this, I wanted to bring this, you know, we wanted to talk about this because it's an interesting concept, mm-hmm. I think, that this that this uh, article shows. So, uh, they're saying that a source at Lucasfilm states that the studio is planning to create a universe where all the Disney Plus shows will be connected with a central storyline. Uh, the plan starting mid-2021 to have a Star Wars show released in every quarter with one big inspiration being the Game of Thrones series, which is interesting. Uh, Now, they're saying that the shows will be overseen by Dave Filoni, and the plan list includes The Mandalorian, a a Ahsoka Tano live-action series, a Boba Fett show, and an Ezra Bridger slash Admiral Thrawn show, and an untitled show starring a new character. Mm -hmm. So, uh, interesting stuff right there. Obviously, they don't say that Obi-Wan show will be connected, which makes sense, though, because Different it's going to be its own thing. So uh, that's uh, not not too surprising. So um, then the other show. Uh, so speaking of Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano, uh, our good friend, Mr. John Hoey from Resistance Podcast and SWNN Star Wars News Net 
uh, has a little bit of uh, new details on Ahsoka's appearance in Mandalorian Season 2. And he says from his, obviously, uh, trusted sources, which we trust SWNN because they do they do their homework. So this is, I take what they say a little more seriously. Um, so what he is talking about is uh, through, he says, through discussion with several, with several reliable contacts uh, over the past couple of months, they've learned that there's um, some pretty cool information on Ahsoka Tano's live action debut in The Mandalorian. Obviously, we know played by Rosario Dawson. Um, So it seems, it seems that Ahsoka will be wearing a dark gray hooded robe and have a look much similar to her final appearance in the Clone Wars, Uh, more than her Gandalf the White appearance in the End of Rebels. Um, Obviously, spoilers if you haven't seen any of those shows, but um, yeah, that's uh, that's, (laughs) that's on you, it's not on us, I hate to say it. Not too much of a spoiler, but yeah. Um, so now this kind of, um, brings up, oh, uh, let me, I'm sorry. So continue on. So she's going to have the gray hood instead of the, the white one that we see. Um, it sounds like that she's going to obviously appear in the, in the hood and then obviously reveal herself. Um, but another, but the other big news is that Ahsoka will be using a lightsaber in the Mandalorian. So what the, what, uh, SWN and John are saying is that Ahsoka uh, we will see Ahsoka use um, lightsabers in the Mandalorian and she will be wielding a blue bladed lightsaber. Um, they said they can't confirm that there will be two lightsabers or just one, but they know it sounds like there's going to be a blue blade and not the white ones again that we are used to seeing her have in Rebel. Um, so, uh, but it is, it is pretty, um, they're confident, they're confident that she will be um, wielding a lightsaber and using it in Mando season two. And it does seem that she will have a, her role in the, in Mando season two isn't going to just be a brief cameo. It seems to be, and will have a larger part of the, uh, of season two. So we're not just going to see her, her face and then her go away. She seems to be maybe involved, uh, in this season. Um, so, which is exciting, which is exciting. So, Andrea, I'm going to throw it to you, um, those two stories, your thoughts on it, and what do you take away from it all? I like uh, the big rumor about uh, multiple different shows with like interlocking timelines and storylines. I think that's awesome. I don't Me know too. if I would compare that to Game of Thrones, though. Would you compare that to Game of Thrones? I would compare it more to Marvel. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the whole Game of Thrones <laughs> scenario, but it, it's an interesting thing that they compared it to, though, for sure. Yeah. I mean, to bring up, uh, obviously, Ezra Bridger and Thrawn, that's just huge. Yep. I mean, that's something us as fans, Rebel fans, Star Wars fans have been craving to find out what yep. happened with that. Uh, I mean, that that's just awesome. And then the whole thing with Ahsoka, the blue lightsaber, my mind immediately goes to uh, Luke's lightsaber and Ray getting getting, uh, Maz having Luke's lightsaber and giving it to Ray. And did I say lifesaver? I haven't done that in a really long time. So lightsaber. (laughs) I'm going to start calling them laser swords like George. Laser swords. So laser swords. So um, 
Yeah, I and I go back to that comic. I haven't read comics in so long. Which one was that? A Star Wars one where they go to Cloud City and look for his lightsaber? Yep, that, and there's was like... The, yeah, that was in that newer uh, Star Wars run that was happening in between... Uh, was it? Uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And there's a gray hooded figure that, yep. uh, yeah. So who knows? That's a whole lot of speculation, yep. um, which always makes me nervous when I start really diving down like, oh, my gosh, what if this happens? And then it doesn't happen. <laughs> and then I'm kind of let down. So uh, absolutely excited that Ahsoka is going to be starring in. The Mandalorian season two. I mean, starring in, like it said, not just cameo, larger part, um, moves the story along. I think that's awesome. I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. Me too. It, I think so. One of my first thoughts is kind of like you said, if it's only one saber, man, that would be some wacky and powerful stuff. If it was Anakin's. Yeah. If it was that legacy, as we know now legacy lightsaber and maybe that is how like you're saying maybe that's how Maz gets it it would blow my mind if that's what happens if that's what happens that will completely and utterly like just that will blow my mind that will blow my mind that will be amazing if they did it that way because like you said that comic gray hood you could speculate some people are saying that it had a, a woman figure yeah it was like a female um, physique yeah yeah yep. so again it gets this is part of the fun you know with with these type of rumors and this type of information you can have some fun speculating responsibly as the force hunter knows we 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 speculate responsibly here but you know i think it's interesting that they would a tie all the disney plus shows to have a central storyline. I mean, I'm here for it, but I don't need it. Like, okay. Be, I mean, that's cool if they do it. If they don't do it that way, like if this is, you know, if it's, if that rumor doesn't come true, I'm not going to be all like, oh, why didn't they do that? It's a cool thought. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's the Game of Thrones comparisons interesting to me. Yeah. But like you said, more Marvel, I feel, would, or would even be DC. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I'd be all for it. If Dave Filoni was behind it, cool. Again, I just feel like he has a bigger role to play. But maybe that is his role. Maybe that is the big role. Maybe he is overseeing all these Disney Plus shows. But I feel like I'd had, and I forgot to look this up and I was going to, I feel like there is somebody that's already ahead of the Disney Plus shows, like the person. I thought there was somebody, and I, I'll have to double check. Maybe I can Google it right now. But again, if if Filoni is that person, cool. Totally cool. I'm down for it and everything like that. Um, as far as Ahsoka goes, t- to jump back to that story, um, love it. When I hear Grey Hood, I get the sense that it maybe it's a flashback. I don't think we're going to be in present day maybe when we see her. Because obviously, if we did, I think she would be in her white garb. Because if we're post, if I'm, if I'm thinking right, how Rebels ended, it was post Return of the Jedi, and obviously Mandalorian takes place during that time frame as well. No, so Rebel. Oh, right? that Rebels ended post Return of the Jedi. I thought Rebels ended post or pre A New Hope. No, because so think about this. So th- their actions on Lothal were pre A New Hope, right? Yeah. But then at the end, when um when they talked about 
um, what was going on with the team. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember, Sabine gave her a little speech. Right. So if that's the case, then my mind goes to if we see her in the gray, that's got to be got to be a flashback in an early flashback, like early flashback, because if she's in her gray hood, I mean, obviously she could she could wear that um, during Rebels, too, I thought maybe was it? I don't know, but it doesn't have to be that early, but it's got to be before Rebels, because obviously we know in the book she got those white sab- those two. Um, she made the two white lightsabers within what was it a year or so post Revenge of the Sith per the book. Yeah. When she was fighting so, the Inquisitor. Yeah. Right. So, and then if you go with Clone Wars, she only dropped one of the blue sabers. Now, I have to go back, but I think, does she still have one of those blue sabers that Anakin gave her? According to the book, no. She left both. Right. According to the book. Now, obviously, retconned a little bit because she only dropped the one. So, does that how we find out that she had the other blue one then? Possibly. I'm I'm just, again, speculating and trying to put the pieces together. Um, that would be interesting. But I, I don't mind your idea of, and I'm with it, if, if she had Anakin's old blue lightsaber. But how would she find it? Again, that would, I mean, a, a story for another time, as Maz Kanata would say. So that'd be a very interesting. But yeah, I, I don't know what your thoughts on her. Her appearance might be a flashback in the show. I don't know if it would be a flashback or maybe she just has two outfits. <laughs> maybe she's like, I'm, I'm feeling a little on the gray side today. <laughs> I mean, I fair. That's true. I mean, you're right. I just feel like if it was present day, I think she would be in the white. I really do. But like you said, it, it, that could totally change. It doesn't mean just she has to wear wear white all the time. Yeah. But it's an, it's kind of an iconic look yeah. for her, you know, and. Even if she was in her gray hood as the older Ahsoka, older and like Gandalf, the white, gray, whatever, look, she would technically still have her white lightsabers unless she got rid of them. And we don't know that yet. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's all very interesting. I do. I like this is the stuff I love to talk about because then again, you can speculate on all of it and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But um, I think another thing would be very interesting is... um. Oh God! What's uh the guy that plays um the Imperial the John Giancarlo uh, Giancarlo Giancarlo yeah for Moff yeah, Gideon yeah yes Moff Gideon thank you thank you. he said in a um a few months back a few months back he said that there is going to be like a lightsaber duel uh-huh. now he's the only one that has the dark saber uh-huh. wouldn't it be crazy and this is where I think flashback. What if, what if we see Ahsoka and Moff Gideon fight for, and him having the Darksaber, mm-hmm. and that's, and maybe that's how we, and they show us how he got the Darksaber somehow. Mm-hmm. She's with Bo-Katan. Maybe mm-hmm. that's how we see Bo-Katan. Mm. And we kind of get that whole, um, that Certain. whole thing play out. Yeah. That's where my head goes. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, I could totally see that. That makes sense with the Grey Hood, the single lightsaber. Maybe it's just hers, not the legacy. Uh, Darksaber lights. Yeah, absolutely. That totally makes sense. I'm I'm with you on that one. That'd be really fun, wouldn't it? I mean, that'd be cool to kind of get that story because... <laughs> I mean, you know, Moth Gideon's last... going to have to be pretty B.A. to be fighting Ahsoka. I'm just saying. Well, again, we don't know. Like, who knows how that happened? I mean, right. you know, 
And and you're in your exactly. That's a really good point. He would have to if he could um, keep the dark saber from Ahsoka somehow, or how right? However, However that, that happens, right? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because again, that last shot of season one was him holding it, and you're as a fan as we are, blew our minds. We could not believe we were seeing the dark saber in live action. Couldn't believe it. And that. of course, right. And then of course, our our talk, our thoughts were like, man, how did he get it? Where's Bo Katan? What happened? I think that's what we're going to see. That her cameo is a part of that. Now we could still see her in present day. And this part of her, this part of her in the show is just a flashback to that. And yeah. maybe we do see Ahsoka the White. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I know in the article they're saying that she's going to be wearing the gray and not the white. But who knows? Who knows? Again, speculating maybe irresponsibly now. But maybe that's what we see. Maybe we, she talks She talks to Din, Din Djarin or whoever about how Moth got the Darksaber. Yeah. And it would make sense because we know Bo-Katan had it last. We know how friend, how good of friends Ahsoka and Boka are. Mm-hmm. Oof, man, this is where I'm going with it. <laughs> this is where I'm going with it. What do you there think? There it is. I think so, too. I really do. I think it'd be very interesting if they go down that road. So we'll see. We'll see. Any uh, any else kind of jumping out at you that at these two stories, anything that kind of excites you hearing for uh, hearing about all this? I'm excited for Mando season two. It's going to be packed, you know, yeah. a lot to unpack. It's going to be great. And right. And it's only season two. I mean, and with all the quote unquote cameos we're getting. Oof, it's going to be a lot. Yeah. It's going to be a lot, like you're saying. So it's going to be a lot to unpack, but a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. So um, anything else with any other stories that you want to bring up, talk about? No, I, um, you know, it's always great in these little like lulls that we get um, some good news in here that we get, to, uh, you know, spit back and forth and figure out what's going on or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, speculate. So uh, I like that. StarWars.com has been active. You know, they told us about yep. the um, certain point of view book. And so that's great. So it's not just us, you know, making up random stuff. <laughs> not that we make up the stuff, but you know what <laughs> right. I'm saying. Um, exactly. We get to talk about some things that are factual. So I think it was, it's been a good week for Star Wars. You know, I know it's a big bummer that Celebration is canceled, but for good reason. And it was nice for us to have a, a few things to chew on. So awesome. Yep, 100%. Uh, glad StarWars.com is kind of putting out more stories so that we have more concrete information that we can go off of and speculate on. So, yeah. 100%. Okay. Uh, if you're ready, I'm ready for Ask the Gals. I'm ready. All right, let's do this. All right, first question comes from Mr. Ro Gazga, Scuttlebutt himself. He asks, there's a big controversy over time travel in Star Wars. What do you guys think of that? Ooh. Andrea, what do you think? I I have said this before. I'm not here for it. If it's going to change or erase things, kind of like how it did in the Marvel. I feel like Marvel did it mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. they did it mm-hmm. to affect one certain event. If they continue to do it, which I kind of think they're, they might, I don't even know, but. Um, I don't, I don't like it fixing things or bringing too many characters back. I think when we lose a character and there's emotional weight to it, that needs to stay, you know, I don't like, uh, do overs and things like that. So 
I am not here for time travel. I'm just not, not in the Star Wars universe. No, thank you. If one of my characters dies, then I want them to stay dead. (laughs) I could change my mind. I could change my mind next week or when it actually happens. But for right now, these characters hold a really deep place in my heart. So if they go and I go through the process of grieving them, I do not want them to come back. I just don't. So time travel to maybe, um, I don't even know. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be to bring people back. But if it is, I'm not here for that. No way. Get out of here. No, I agree. I mean, I don't want it to be for bringing characters back or anything like that. Um, I loved how they did it in Rebels. Yeah. Yes, they brought Ahsoka back. I understand. Don't yell at me, people. But it was an organic way of doing it. Because you weren't necessarily sure that she was gone. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like it Mm -hmm. happened in the same moment. You know, it it was different. I didn't grieve Ahsoka supposedly losing and dying to Darth Vader because I didn't even know that that happened, to be honest. I mean, that's not clear. Right. Right. It was unclear. Like they fought. And the last thing you see is them still fighting as the uh, as everything was crumbling down. Yeah, so, and then you see Morai, and then you also see Ahsoka walk off. So, I mean... They're it, it, silhouette, yep. Yeah, yep. So, yep. so I don't see that as them bringing Ahsoka back. I just don't. I okay. never have. So... I think it was just a way... It was just a way of keeping her alive, I guess. Not really, like you're saying, not saving her, but like I keeping keeping her... Uh, yeah, you get, I think you get what I'm saying. I but, don't think right. it was, uh, really it was done to save her. I honestly think it was only done to introduce the realm of the world between worlds and to give Ezra the option of showing him wanting to bring Kanan back and the struggle with that. Right, right. That's what Agreed. I think its purpose was. Oh, 100%. And I think you're right. I mean, it was more for Ezra learning that, you know, to let things go in a way. Yeah. Like, you know, Kanan, like Ahsoka told him, Kanan did that. He sacrificed himself when he was most needed. And he had to learn that because obviously we know what he does at the end of season four. He did it because he felt that was a right, that was a thing to do. Right. You know, he sacrificed himself per se. Mm -hmm. So 100%. Yeah. I I don't want, like you're saying, I don't want time travel to be like the, the scapegoat in Star Wars. And I don't think it's going to be. I don't, I don't, I really don't think it's going to be. If they do it, I hope they do it again in like this world between worlds, only, only, you know, uh, Jedi or, or whatnot are able to access it, you know, so it does kind of make it a little more sacred in a way, you know, because obviously Ezra was the only one that could access it. Palpatine was trying to access it. Anybody else couldn't. So, and obviously within Rebels, they closed that that gate so are there other gates yes but we don't we don't know that and people might not know that either you know what i'm saying like how that works so i'm okay i'm okay with time travel but like you're saying as long as it's not used as a crutch to bring old characters back or whatever i'm fine with that (laughs) or for or for new characters to go into old timelines yeah yeah now i get it like some of the characters like our characters that have passed on, they come back through the force. That's a little bit different than changing exactly. the outcome of them coming back. Um, that's almost expected, especially with Jedi. So, right. Yeah, I just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> so, no, I agree, though. Yeah, I mean, coming back as a force goes is different than coming back 
from a time where you actually died, like Han Solo. Yeah. Bringing Han Solo back. Right. From him not dying. And that would, right. So, agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, okay, so next question comes from Pizza and Part 6. Dave and Liv. Dave and Liv. Uh, besties over here at Pizza and Part 6. Mm-hmm. Um, their question is, what animated character Disney, DreamWorks, Nickelodeon, Pixar, DC, Marvel, Lucasfilm, etc. Do you resonate with and why? Ooh, deep question. Hmm. Uh, wow. I don't know. What do you got to think about oh, this one? <laughs> wow. I really got to think about this one. Yeah, this is a tough one. I th- I'll, um, do I, I mean, resonate? If, if we're talking Marvel, gotta go with Spider-Man. Ooh. Love me some Spider-Man from Marvel. Um... I think just because Peter Parker being like this young kid and like a reluctant, a reluctant hero. Yeah. Very similar to you could kind of, well, I mean, I don't want to totally compare, but kind of like Ray, she was very reluctant. She didn't want to be a part of it, as she said in The Force Awakens. Um, but, you know, grew into the role just like Peter Parker did. He grew up, grew into the role of being Spider-Man and being uh, the the guy, quote unquote, in charge or however you want to say that. Um, but yeah, I think Spider-Man would be one that resonates with me. Um, what do you got? Man, I love animation. This is tough. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one of my, I'm gonna go for like a dark horse animated character. Someone people probably either would never think of or kind of overlook. Did you ever see Megamind? (laughs) I have not. I want, I have never seen that movie. That's a, uh, Will Ferrell, right? (laughs) It's DreamWorks. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I love Megamind. Me and Carmen love that movie. It's so funny. It's dry humor. It's just these little lines that the way they're delivered that just make it awesome. And he, he's, it's a good story because he's, He's a bad guy, but he's not really a bad guy. You know, he has that right, that right. villainous in him, but he truly has a good heart, which I love those types of stories. I think I think they're great. And there's just so much funny stuff in there, man. Megamind is like one of I I think it's such an underrated movie and he's such a good character. Um, and then uh, Roxanne is played by is that Tina Fey? I don't know. I can't remember. I think so. I want to say, yeah. Yeah, I want to say that you're right. So good. So um, one of my, yeah, I'm going to go with Megamind. I love him. Like it. Like it. I'll go honorable mention for me. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender. Have you seen that show? Yep. 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 Uh, great show. I watched it for the first time uh, a few weeks ago. Great show. Zuko. I think that's how you pronounce it. I loved his character. I love a redeeming character. I love how he was a bad guy. But obviously, in the end, he, you know, he kind of turns himself knowing yeah. that there was a better purpose for him and a better outcome if he followed a better path. You know, so I love his his character. Too. I'll say honorable mention for that. My honorable mention would be Beast Boy in Teen Titans Go. Oh, solid <laughs> choice. He's funny, too. Like anybody with a good like uh, I like anybody with a good like comedic delivery. And I feel like he has one, too. Not meaning to be funny, but there it is. I love it. Yep. Good choice. Good choice. Um, uh, next question comes from Michael Condon, a good friend at the uh, Two Med Two. Follow him, uh, YouTube, Twitter, all that stuff. Michael's a good guy. Um, he says, what do you think the strangest stories will be from a certain point of view? Empire Strikes Back. Um, I think that Wampa story will be pretty strange. <laughs> 
<laughs> that'd yeah. be a strange one. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what other stories come out. There are probably going to be some weird ones, but that one that they announced uh, to me will be an interesting one. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Dagobah Cave. That I'm hoping Ooh, yeah. is going to have some uh, creepiness, darkness to it. Uh, you know, almost makes you feel uncomfortable reading it. Um, so I'm hoping for that. When does it come out? November or October? That one is November. You know, I've always wanted a good, scary Star Wars book to read. Yeah, you said this before. During October. Before. And I thought maybe Dooku Jedi Lost. Well, I didn't really read that. I listened to it because it's better as an audio drama. But um, that was I need I need something. Someone out there write a scary Star Wars book. <laughs> Listen to us, Lucasfilm. Listen to us. Do it. Do it. All right. Uh, our last question for the night uh, comes from Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. Hey, peeps, how you doing? Their question is, if you could interview a Star Wars droid, who would it be and why? You can understand all of them. Who do you got, Andrea? I got L3. Hands down. I would love to hear her, cool. like, power of the droid um, rant. Um, I would love to hear it, especially in a time like now. To talk about the oppression of the droids and what they have to do to fight back. I am here for it. Maybe she would, you know, spill some tea on Lando, too. I think it would be great. That's what I'm here for. I like it. <laughs> That's a good choice. Uh, mine would be easy for me. It is Chopper. Nice. 100% Chopper. He's so I think he'd be, he would be hilarious to talk to. He'd be hilarious to hang out with. Yep. Chopper, 100%. Love to hear his old war stories, uh, you know, with uh, obviously would be on the ghost crew. But before that, you know, during the Clone Wars, all that stuff, I think he'd be fun to uh, fun to talk to because he's seen a lot of if you think about it, he's been through a lot. Uh, see, he he was in the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. He was there during the rebellion, mm -hmm. as we know, uh, and obviously beyond. He is still there post Return of the Jedi. So he's got some stories to tell. So yeah. I would love to talk to Chopper for sure. And he's 100%. got a great sense of humor. Yes, he does. hundred percent. He'd be mm -hmm. hilarious. Mm -hmm. He'd be hilarious. Uh, anything else, my friend, you want to um, wrap up uh, on anything? Any last thoughts on anything we talked about? No. Um, love talking Star Wars. I, you know, I was reading the Revenge of the Sith book. And I was like, maybe mm -hmm. I need to like stop reading Star Wars stuff. But then I was like, why? I I know the world. <laughs> you know, you know the world. You know right? the places. You know the characters. It's new information every time, even though it's this, you know in a story you've seen before. It's mm -hmm. just so fascinating to be in this um this fandom and to be deep in it. It's great. I love it. I'm having fun. Yep. Yep. Me too. Hundred percent. Um, so yeah, guys, that's it. This is our, uh, news, 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 nothing but news episode news. of the Excel Lacta podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and more, why don't you follow us and please follow us at the Galactic Pod on Twitter. You can follow us at the, on Podbean. I'm sorry. You can follow us on Podbean, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Pod. Uh, and most importantly, you can follow us at the redfidenetwork.com. With this episode and more, go check us out on all those uh, platforms. And you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Low Wrote Knows on Twitter. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2 Step on Twitter. And may that force be with you guys. Always. Always.
please.